0: All right, guys, in this episode, we're going to pivot to China and the Middle East. So let's um, see what's going on with China and Saudi Arabia. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Saudi Arabia and China. So there's an article here from Al Jazeera. I'm not a big fan of Al Jazeera, but it seems like it provides some pretty straightforward information here. Uh, says Saudi Arabia, and this is from February twenty-second of this year, twenty-third. Very relevant, though. Uh, Saudi Arabia strikes ten billion dollar deal with China, a multi-billion dollar deal caps Saudi crown prince's Asian tour aimed at expanding Riyadh's trade ties in Asia. So what is going on here? Um, it said that the crown prince got a tour of the Great Wall, and uh, right after they signed a a deal got after China got a deal as Saudi Aramco signed off on a $10 billion refinery and petrochemical project hours before meeting President Xi Jinping to wrap up his two day visit. So it looks like China will be building an oil refinery in Saudi Arabia. Um, I don't think this is necessarily a, you know, groundbreaking information but it is interesting um you know one of the things i'm just trying to point out here is i'm very interested in uh what china does i consider myself a bit of a um uh what is it an amateur china watcher at this point and just trying to learn about the middle kingdom as i study the language and the culture i just enjoy it it's a good fun hobby Um, One thing that I've been looking at a lot, obviously, is the One Belt Run Road Initiative and just China's overall strategy. Uh, From what I've been learning, reading and listening to Henry Kissinger's book on China, China has a – or Chinese leaders tend to have a very long-term view. They tend to lay things out um, step by step, but one thing they try to avoid is being encircled. And things move so quickly nowadays. Information moves so quickly. Resources move so quickly that in order for a country or a massive power to not get surrounded, they have to move fast. And we kind of see this going on with China. Um, Lots of deals being made. Lots of projects being undertaken. And like I said, I think it's a dual thing. I think it's getting access to resources for the economy, um, you know, for military, strategic, as well as they gotta keep the uh, their economy running, right? When they sign these deals, they'll be a lot of times they'll be doing manufacturing and things like that for the parts and providing a lot of uh, raw materials, and so those keep the Chinese economy going especially as this trade war is going to be ramping up or it continues to ramp up. So let's see here. Later on in the article, it says, While the refinery deal pales to the $65 billion in deals signed between Beijing and Saudi Arabia, King Solomon, two years earlier. So apparently they did a $65 billion several deals earlier, which came out to $65 billion. It will be be a welcome one considering Riyadh's efforts to diversify beyond the kingdom. It's part of a recent strategy of the Saudi National Oil Company, Aramco, to expand outside of the kingdom, Um, James Dorsey Sr. Fellow, blah, blah, blah. The refinery project will be located in the coast area near Panjin in China's northeast rust belt province of Liaoning, a province that has lagged behind growth rates in most other provinces in recent years and an area for which Beijing is eager to attract – oh, so it looks like – They will be getting um, an investment from uh, Saudi Arabia, very interesting, to build a – to build a refinery in China. So um, let's see here. Earlier – oh, then it goes on to One Belt, One Road cooperation, one of my favorite topics. Uh, Earlier on Friday, the crown prince met Vice Premier Han Zheng, where the two sides agreed to expand cooperation on both China's grand $1 trillion infrastructure program, um, the One Belt Run Road Initiative, and the Saudi Vision 2030, an effort by Riyadh to diversify the economy beyond oil and grow modern service and high-tech industries. So it also says here China is Saudi Arabia's largest trading partner with bilateral trade in goods totaling $63.3 billion last year. So that would be 2018. Um, So uh, before I continue with some speculation uh, and analysis, uh, we're going to go ahead and run some ads. So what do I think about this? Um, I think that this is a – you know, I've said before, it's just part of China's strategy. Uh, what's interesting here is China has to work with. They work with both Saudi Arabia and Iran, and we know that they are enemies. So it's interesting here that Saudi Ar- or not uh, that China. This plays into what we know about China already. So they play a very uh, business-oriented game. You know, a lot of people criticize them for this because they will basically they'll work with anybody. They'll work with any regime um no matter what they're doing, if they're like killing their own citizens or what. And they'll do that as long as it's good for business pretty much. And they get a lot of heat for that. Um and that's, you know, you can debate that. I'm not going to talk about that here right now, but this kind of plays into that, right? We see a situation where China is cozying up to both of these countries, Iran and Saudi Arabia and to be honest, what's funny about it is in my opinion, that serves uh, advantageous foreign policy Um, and it brings you – in. it also – it kind of almost reminds me of when I hear or read about the Chinese ancient kind of tributary system. Um, I know that's not necessarily how this is operating. But like when you think about an empire or like a a kingdom back in the day – Um, they, when you read about them, they didn't seem like it was about political ideology, right? It was more or less like, oh, we'll trade with you, you know, like we'll do business with you. Um, or if they took over an area or they expected taxes or something. But, you know, I'm a student of history, I like reading history, and I'm sure there's places where I'm wrong. It just seems that throughout history, that political ideology wasn't as important as, um, like, you know, territory, right? So you had your territory, they had theirs, you would trade with each other, but you didn't really give a shit if, uh, you know, they prayed to a different god or if they believed in a different system of running their country. It just didn't seem like so much of a big deal. And the way that China's running their foreign policy seems closer to an older tradition of foreign policy, which is, hey, um, you know, just give us access to trade and we don't give a shit what you do. To be honest, and to us nowadays, that seems strange because of the current political order, the current world order where we have all these nation states and, you know, everybody it's, are you a democracy? Are you a republic? Are you a, you know, like what, what system are you under? You're a monarchy. And we have all these, you know, this is more of a Western thing out of the last few hundred years where this is really an issue. Um, And maybe even more so in the last century right? because like you go back a couple hundred years ago, and I don't think this was really a big deal even though people might have said it was. But this seems like a continuation of that older style of foreign policy. Reach out and do trade. Don't worry about anything else. Another thing I want to talk about here is the Saudi Arabia, US, and China thing going on. You'll find um, articles about… The pivot, China, uh, Saudi Arabia's pivot to Asia, pivot to China, that could very well be possible. Uh, they could very well be doing that. I think, from an economic standpoint, they're already doing that, and that makes sense, right? Saudi Arabia, they are going to do what they can to stay, I think, in good favor with us for the time being. And China, because China's a money maker. China, I think, is like the biggest oil importer in the world. Um, they, you know, I mean, it's and it's probably going to continue to grow. And so, with that being said, that makes sense for the country producing so much oil. To you know, they're even they're closer to China than they are to the United States. You know, the so it's closer. They send more over there. It's like it makes sense that they're going to strengthen those ties. The one thing though that probably won't change for a little while is that I think we have a lot of military cooperation with the Saudis, and that's probably. You know, that's a big deal, uh, that kind of defense. So I think that that will keep the Saudis working with us probably for a while, whether or not people like that or not, because, you know, the Saudis are responsible for doing some messed up stuff or funding some messed up stuff, um, you know, terrorism and things. But, you know, is this a big shift in the global order? No, I think this kind of goes into my current understanding of how I think things are going. Um, you know, it's funny. It just seems more and more clear that the current world order isn't necessarily going to be pushing uh, everyone against America so much as making people more indifferent to the United States. That's what it looks like to me, right? So it's like over time, as the relationship with, uh, say, Ch- China gets stronger and they're making more money, if their economy is doing well. You know, Saudi Arabia is going to be under uh, less pressure to do things by the United States. Now, that being said, Saudi Arabia still is probably not going to want to be under the thumb of the Chinese, right? Who do you want to be under? The United States or the Chinese? Well, the Chinese are closer um, and they you don't know how they're going to be. So they'd probably rather be with us because we're further away, even though we reach everywhere. We're a little bit further away on top of the fact that they already know who they're dealing with, right? Now, I don't know. I'm not privy to private information. This is just my opinion on the matter. I see a continuation of this work with China. It just makes sense. Um, They'll probably get a little bit – maybe they'll get a little bit weaker later on down the line in terms of following the kind of policies that we want or listening to things we want. Now, I don't even know how much they listen now. Right, I mean they're still – they still do some messed up stuff over there. But that's my take on China for today. Um, I think that's all I got. So I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you.